You are now listening to a Corporate Streets presentation. Welcome to the Powercast. The Powercast. The Powercast. Welcome to the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast discussing the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And today you have TJ. And this is Jaren. And this week we are talking about the 39th law. Stir up waters to catch fish. All right, Jaren, translation. Go ahead and get that cracking for this week. All right, translation for this week is you got to stay cool as the other side of the pillow, baby. Okay, I've definitely heard that quote before. I forgot where that came from, though. I first heard it from a Prince album, Crystal Ball. Okay, okay. Now I heard it way later than that. But yeah, uh, cool. You gotta stay cool to the other side of the pillow. Relax. Okay. When when stuff starts getting kind of crazy, you gotta chill. All right, that's pretty good, man. I like that few words from the OG Robert Greene. Anger and emotion are strategically counterproductive. You must always stay calm and objective. But if you can make your enemies angry while staying calm yourself, you gain a decided advantage. Put your enemies off balance. Find the chink in their vanity through which you can rattle them and hold the strings. And you know what? It's really easy to say just control your emotions, but that's kind of hard, man. That's kind of hard. It's no easy feat. It seems like it's hard for... I mean, there's a few special people that I think are able to completely control their emotions or do it a lot. I don't think I'm one of those people. I mean, sometimes I am. It just depends on my mood. If, if you catch me at the right time, I'll go toe-to-toe and get emotional and all that stuff with the right person. Especially if it's somebody that's close, that I know very well. But if it's like just a like a coworker, somebody I could stay chill. Like there's this one coworker yeah. that I stopped talking to, and she came to me and was like, "So you just not gonna talk to me again?" And I was like, "No, nah, I didn't plan on it." <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and you know that was just it. You know, she just walked away, and you know, so again, I could stay cool with certain people. You know, Got but, it. but then others, they know how to hit, you know, push my buttons and I'll go um, toe to toe with them. For most people, man, it's much easier to just move on whatever you're feeling at the time. Right. But I guess the problem with that is it's wild and unpredictable. You know, what I'm, well, well, no, no, I'll take that back. On second thought, it becomes very predictable because everybody knows that you can't control yourself and you're going to fly off the handle. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, so it seems unpredictable at first. Like, man, you don't know what that guy's going to do. Like like a Kanye West, it's like, man, that guy's unpredictable. He might hop in front of the TV and say anything out of his mouth. But then it becomes very predictable. Well, I was going to say at the same oh. time, yep, it is predictable. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, that that's Kanye. He's like, about to say something crazy out of his mouth. Like you go to his concerts and everybody was just waiting on every concert um, tour stop. You know, They were just waiting for him to take his time to go and stop the whole concert and start rambling start about rambling whatever about something 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever yeah. his issues you, you are. Gotta, you got to record that whole thing because you don't want to miss when he starts ranting about something. And you know he's going to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, it becomes predictable. Now, it's been a while, so I'm going to do it. Sports reference. So, I remember playing basketball as a youth and as an adult. And one of the key things that you do on the court is try to get under the other person's skin. Mm-hmm. And my method was trash talk. I'm usually not the initiator, but when somebody gets me started by talking reckless to me, then I go at them and I try to take them to another place. And athletes do this all the time. And especially like professional athletes, they take it a step further. I mean, they grab you, pinch you, hold you, they try to foul you hard. They blow on your they ear. Do all this. <laughs> they blow in your ear, right? Tell you they talk about tell your, you, your wife, say, right? Right. They'll they say your wife about your wife. Say that she uh, tastes like uh, honey nut Cheerios. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's very specific. <laughs> you know, that, was, that was definitely problematic. Yeah, I mean, people do this because they know that when you get somebody out of their zone or out of their comfort zone, they typically play a little bit different. And one thing that came to mind was back, 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 back in the day when the Bulls was playing the Utah Jazz and it was game one of the finals, okay? Carl Malone had a chance to get in the lead, man. The score was tied. And what ended up happening was Scottie Pippen went up to Carl Malone because Carl Malone was the mailman, right? Right. He told him, just remember, the mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays, Carl. <laughs> That's kind of whack. Bro, but Carl Malone missed both of those free throws. <laughs> Dude, come on. But you have to admit, trash talking has come quite some way since then. Again, Kevin it Garnett, Kevin Garnett told Carmelo Anthony that his wife tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios. And that immediately got everybody thinking like, whoa, you know, like that. <laughs> Come on, man. He told the mailman. And they divorced now. Dude, well, that's because of Carmelo. But I think he Kevin told Garnett the mail- had something to do with it. No, man. He told Kevin Garnett. I mean, I'm saying Kevin Garnett. He told Carl Malone, bro, the mailman doesn't deliver. And he didn't deliver, bro. And he was a pretty good free throw shooter. He was almost automatic. And he missed it when he needed it most. And it stemmed from Scottie Pippen whispering in his ear, dog. I'd rather not have heard that story. That's just kind of corny coming from one of my faves like, like <laughs> if it was like Reggie Miller saying it I would be okay with it but come on Scotty Scotty Pippen had one of the hardest dunks like ever too hey Jan the mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays <laughs> oh <laughs> Yo, but it worked it worked alright so the OG lays out the reasons why quote unquote angry responses they just don't work all right so he says that it appears to strike fear and terror at first right you, you think that oh man they're gonna be scared of me i'm about to get loud i'm about to get crazy with them but everybody doesn't believe you in that hardcore persona just know that we don't believe you might have you. a couple you need people more food. people exactly we don't believe you you're gonna need a few more people we need people to validate what you're talking about. It might be a few people that's scared, but the rest of them, they like, man, he's just talking. <laughs> and once that situation's calmed down and people have time to think, they cringe when they think about what happened. They're embarrassed for you. 
they're like, man, he was really out of control. How far is he willing to go with this? I mean, what is he going to do next? So they feel bad for you, man. You look crazy out there. We've seen teachers, or I've seen a teacher, a couple of teachers do that, where they lost their cool. Like the class was just so bad that they that the teacher lost their cool. Like I remember being in sixth grade, and there was this one kid uh, who went by the name of Nook. He was like <laughs> almost six feet tall. Well, he probably wasn't that tall, but he was a taller kid. And we had yeah. like a a short music teacher, and he said something to her, and she started crying. And just like ran out the room <laughs> and she never came back to teach that class like for oh, the rest of it? the year oh wow so like she, she, she couldn't show face after that huh <coughs> yeah she really um hated him i'm sure and uh but yeah be- but of course we would never respected her anymore because she lost her cool like that she well, had, you know what? She had the oh, she had the reputation of being kind of a hard ass, but you know when that happened, it was like whoa. Oh yeah, show yeah. who she really was. But hey, check this out though. Plot twist: Nook is now a church going man. Right. He doesn't make people <laughs> cry no more. <laughs> exactly. Years later, he changed his ways. Okay. He needs to go. Listeners. He needs to go find her and apologize. <laughs> no nah, man, he got right. He got right with his guy. Man, he's good. He's good now. <laughs> All right, man. Whenever you lose your cool, your self-control and logic usually goes with it. And you start saying whatever out your mouth. And it starts to get outrageous. You aren't thinking anymore. You start reaching. You start trying to hurt the other people. You're trying to hurt their pride. You're trying to do whatever you can, man. It's just it's just way out of control. So, I mean, that's that's very clear. And that angry response doesn't work. The OG says that losing control of your temper is equivalent to throwing a temper tantrum like a child. Mm-hmm. And powerful people never reveal this type of weakness. You know, and that's kind of like an argument tactic as well. I've used that a few times where, um, you know, when having an argument with somebody who I knew was going to be like really emotional and screaming and stuff. And I would just stay like stoic or stoic, stoic. I would stay level headed. Mm -hmm. Basically, I wouldn't show like I wouldn't rise or fall. I just stayed just baseline in the middle. Yeah. And that like really pissed that person off and you know, I would ultimately ultimately win the uh debate or argument or whatever was going on. Right. Now the OG wants us to remember that tantrums neither intimidate nor does it inspire loyalty. It only creates doubt and uneasiness about your power. So throwing that temper tantrum doesn't make people believe you. It doesn't intimidate anybody. It doesn't make anybody want to continue to follow you. It just creates doubt and uneasiness. Like, wow, he couldn't do this in a manner that was controlled. He had to go out of control to get people to listen to him or her. Mm-hmm. So that's that's not the way to go. That's not the way to go, people. Now, for the hot take of the week, though, the OG says that when the waters are still, your opponents have time and space to plot actions and they'll initiate and control. So you need to stir the waters and force the fish to the surface. So you need to get them to act before they're ready. Steal the initiative. Once the water is stirred, the fish can't help but rise to the bait. So the past couple of weeks, 
I've been mentioning uh, Flavor Flav and the Flavor of Love. I've been watch. I watched all the Flavor of Loves. I watched all the spinoffs. I watched everything. And um, there was a, a a contestant on the Flavor of Love named New York. And New York was the queen of this law. The first thing she would do when she got in the house, she started stirring up stuff. She she started, you know, beefing with people for no reason, really. Only just to (laughs) just to see just to get them shook and to get them kind of off that game. So they'll start focusing on her while she was focusing on Flav. And, you know, he was forgetting about them. And it also showed her, you know, who was weak, who was strong, who would go at her. Because, like, she tried, like, Delicious, and Delicious started backing her down. She started yelling in her face and, like, backed her into a corner. Uh, Same thing with that girl Hoops. Hoops backed her into the corner, and they were the strongest, you know, opponents in the house for their respective uh, uh, seasons. But Mm -hmm. the others, you know, they might kind of back down to her. She could scream at them and point in their face and stuff, and, you know, she knew she had them. But those other girls... You know who didn't back down it was just kind of like it just tossing out fillers basically so mm. so like i think she was the queen at this law and she made it to the end both times she lost but then she got her own show and she had about four so actually, shows so actually she won so she yeah she won <laughs> ultimately she won the war yeah yeah and she's the she only one the that's war. still working too without having to like well, strip <laughs> you're right so the other ones are working on instagram right i mean that's right. work they get paid for that <laughs> yeah, she's still on tv now you can stir up these emotions like jan was just talking about it sounds like she was playing with people's pride with vanity love and hate yep and those are the that. things that the og says that this is what you can do because it's difficult for most people to control their emotion with regard to pride vanity love or hate and in a house full of women of course you know she's gonna have that on lock so for the keys to power all right og this one seems easy to understand he says that angry people usually end up looking ridiculous so you can insert any world star video you want right here (laughs) because those people normally look ridiculous when they start getting all crazy and want to fight all those people that want to start the fight they 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 act like they want to fight the loud and tough ones they are the most ridiculous and they're just people it, screaming you, yelling about how tough they are right and you just love it when they get like their comeuppance you know whenever that person gets beat down knocked out everybody's cheering for that you know to happen because we don't like the angry people I think at this point in 2017, you only continue to watch because you want to. You know that video was posted because they didn't win, <laughs> right? It wouldn't be any fun if the person that was doing all the trash talking actually won the thing. So those pe- you can't take your eyes off of that when those people get all loud and crazy. But the fact is, is they don't they don't look powerful. They look they look squeaky. They look like chihuahuas. Is what they look like. Very very loud, squeaky. And they get on your nerves. They agitate you. Now, the OG talked about people who respond with these crazy, out-of-proportion responses. These people seem to believe that their outbursts would demonstrate power in some kind of way, and it usually doesn't. So, watch out for that. Don't be one of those. Listeners, don't be one of those. 
And this kind of reminds me, you know, this this law can be paired with uh, law 33, which was discover each man's thumb screw. Mm -hmm. So just taking advantage of, you know, whatever this person's weakness is or whatever their insecurity is, you know, you know, making it, you know, pulling out that uncontrollable emotion. That's what this law is about. And that's someone that's their thumb screw. Yeah, that's their thumb screw. So you could pair, you know. This is one of those situations where you compare these two together. I mean, and looking through a lens of reality, these people really look helpless, man. And I'm thinking now I'm thinking about I'm going to switch gears a bit to the people that's going off on the phone company or going off on the cashier or going off on the waitress. You're really not scaring anybody with those fancy expletives, those four letter words. All you're doing is showing that you don't know how to articulate your perspective. You're showing them that your vocabulary is marginal. You're showing them that you don't know how to control yourself. And you're showing them that you don't realize that these people ultimately control the food that you're about to well, eat. And they're probably about to spit in your food. <laughs> right. So there's a lot you don't know. It, it, like all the other stuff it. doesn't matter. The main, th- the main thing is that they control your food. Don't make them mad. Right. I mean, if you have to go off on somebody in a food restaurant, just go get your money back. Top tip from the corporate streets. Don't eat there. Don't eat that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man. So people lose respect for you, and ultimately they realize that they have control over you when you show your emotion in this way. So what do you do? Are you supposed to hold in your anger? No, because all you're going to do then is blow up on somebody who doesn't deserve it, (laughs) okay? So if you feel like you're really mad and pushed to that point, You don't just want to hold it in because somebody who has nothing to do with what's going on in your life or what's really making you that mad, they're going to get blown up on and the bomb is going to go off on them. You're a ticking time bomb and you're going to blow up on somebody who doesn't deserve it. So the OG recommends that what you need to do is change how you look at the situation, change your perspective. He explains that nothing in a social realm or in this game of isn't it kind of okay to blow up on somebody who doesn't deserve it like your kids like because <laughs> like instead like you should be keeping your cool with your boss right and that's right. what your kids are here for like for you to get home and start beasting on them and making them clean up and yelling and telling them to cut the grass and whatever no man i've been on the receiving end of that before and it ain't fun, man, because the kid doesn't understand. We're not talking about the receiving. We're talking about dishing it out. Who cares what they understand? They'll understand it when they become an adult. And then no, so what you kids. do is, what you do is you blow up on your spouse is what you blow up on. Because yeah. at least they can realize, like, ah, oh, the boss pissed her off again. They're there, too. Oh. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, it didn't go well at work for him today. It's cool, though. I the say, kid, man, I, they like, man, why she always blowing up on me, man? I say blow up on whoever's available. As long as it's not the person that you need to, you know, right. be trying to maintain as long power as not with. the person that's paying you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, that's not what you do, man. Just change your perspective. Change how you look at the situation, okay? And I was saying that the OG was talking about how in the social realm or in the game of power, nothing is personal. All right? So he says, think about it like this. Prior to that present moment, there was a chain of events that occurred. He mentioned that. And so this is this is about when you're dealing with somebody and they're and they're blowing up on you. So, yeah. So when you're that kid or when you're that husband or that wife and you're and this other person is blowing up on you, 
you need to realize that it's really not about you, okay? Maybe growing up, that person was let down a whole bunch of times, and they vowed that, man, I'll never let nobody do that to me. I'll never let nobody put me in that position again. And they start overcompensating. And that's usually why people start blowing up on you. And it's not about you. It's really not about the situation that you just had. So when that person is road raging and they're mad at you because you're going 50 in a 50, it's like, dude, I'm just doing the speed limit. Well, they're late to work, okay? So it's really not about you. It's about their own problems with being late to work. So you got you to gotta realize that. You got to know that that's coming. Everything is business. Never personal. <laughs> you know what that's So with from? that said, no, nah, I do not. That's from New Jack City. That's what uh, Wesley Snipes. When, when, you said, that's what, when you said, do you know what that's from? I was thinking like, I wonder, is that New Jack City, the way he said that? Yeah, that's what Nino Brown said to Nino Brown said to Ice-T. Yeah, I, I didn't want to get it wrong on air, though, so I just let you. I and then in the end, Ice-T was like, this is personal. He was white-skinned. Okay, yeah, know. that was about as whack as yeah. the Scottie Pippen. That was about as whack as the Scottie Pippen line. That's a trend. White-skinned guys just aren't intimidating in these situations. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that at all, man. I don't believe that. Kevin Garnett shook up Carmelo. Proof. He did. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. It was the list long kind. It, it, it led ultimately to the divorce. Dude, his own situations led to the, their own situations with each other led to the divorce. It was not Kevin Garnett. She started messing with Mano. I mean, it, the, it, was, it was the beginning of the end. They was perfect until Kevin Garnett said that. And that put doubt no, into his heart. No man, and he he hasn't, start, been a, he hasn't been the same player since or anything. I guess. All right, well that's your theory, man. You got it. The Knicks are always it. losing. Yeah, man, they got a lot more problems than Carmelo Anthony. So with that said, if somebody blows up on you, and you feel like they're going overboard, it's likely that you have nothing to do with it. You ain't that special. The OG says that commotion is a power move in disguise to get you to do what they want you to do and that's why they that's why they get loud and that's why they get that way is because they want to con you into getting what they want they want you to submit that's on my mama that's on bloods people screaming all that <laughs> stuff that's what they doing that's exactly what they doing if you use these tactics you'll be ready to play the game of power without being full of emotion so just know that there will be people out there that's going to come at you crazy they're going to come at you reckless you don't follow them to that place. And it makes them even more mad that you're so calm. Touch and they will me keep again. Trying to push you. Yeah, and they're going to keep trying to push you to the limit. They're going to talk about how weak you are and how scary you are and how you're not going to do anything. And that's a ploy to try to get you to do what they want you to do. They want you to hit them or they want you to, you know, they want you to put yourself in a bad situation. Now, for the second high take of the week, the OG says that the anger only cuts off our options and powerful people cannot thrive without options or power can't thrive without options. In order to be powerful, you need to have options, right? Because when one door closes, you have to know what the next door is. That's that's the whole thing of power because you have a goal and you're trying to get to what you want. So when plan A doesn't work, the powerful have that plan B. And when you get angry, you start losing options. 
Once you learn to control your emotions, you can begin to play with other people's emotions. And then you can remain in control. You can remain cool. That's that thumb screw. That's that thumb screw. Lastly, if someone comes to you with a hot head and lack of control, guess what the best response is? I'm going to test you, Jaren. I'm going to test you right now. Somebody comes at you all reckless. They're all hot-headed. They're not in control. How should you respond to them? Broken record? <laughs> Cold shoulder? Cold shoulder? This ain't the dare program, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're supposed to respond with no response. So somebody comes at uh, you with hot head, with a hot head and all out of control, you don't give them a response. Um, you ignore what they got going on. The cold you act like you don't even realize it. The, the cold shoulder is kind of that. Yeah. That's no yeah, response. You said broken record, though. I was getting to the cold shoulder. shoulder. <laughs> I was about to go through the whole list. I think um, it's like eight so of them, the, right? Yeah, I think it's like eight of them. I only remember broken record and cold shoulder. Yeah, that's all. That's only ones that everybody remembers. Like, there is no... <laughs> nobody remembers any of the other dare uh, ways to say no. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, if you don't know, if you weren't in the class of 2000 or anything around it, those were the those were the laws in the D.A.R.E. program. This is how you uh, get people to stop trying to peer pressure you into using drugs. There you go. All right. Now it's time for the reversal. <clears throat> Be sure to study your opponent before you begin to play with their emotions. Okay. You got to know who you're dealing with. The crux of this law is to find the opponent's weakness and put your finger in it. So like... Jaren was talking about you're looking for the person's thumb screw and if your opponent is so strong that they don't have a weakness you need to be careful because when you stick your finger out to poke your finger in their weakness whatever that is they're probably going to break your finger so I don't want to be cliche and say everybody has a weakness Uh, yeah we know that but there's some people that we can't get to their weakness we're just not in the position so to us they don't have a weakness and what about this as a reversal? What if it like backfires on you? Like you piss off Michael Jordan and he puts up 63 points on you. Or <laughs> or you piss off Goku and he turns Super Saiyan. Or You know what though? Or maybe That's the thing though. Or maybe you piss okay. off or maybe you piss off Brian and he starts running all kinds of yards on everybody and smashing little kids and stuff. Well, and that's exactly you know what that's not even really a re- an extra reversal that's the same thing you might think that trash talking michael jordan is gonna take him out of his game but when he turns around and drops 60 he just broke your finger off that's exactly what we're talking about yeah. here you know what i'm saying so you gotta know you gotta try to test the waters just like new york was doing mm-hmm. she went at she everybody the waters, in the house yeah. yeah she she went at everybody in the house and she found out okay these girls over here, they're not going for what I'm talking about. So I'm going to leave them alone right. before I take it any further with right. them. <laughs> so the title of this law is to stir up water to catch fish. However, you need to be sure that you're not stirring up the water and disrupting the sharks because the sharks will eat you. All right. Now, the last angle for this reversal is talking about the time and a place for that burst of anger. I would have said All barracudas, right. by the way. You would have said barracudas? Instead of sharks. 
like shark, 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 sharks are pretty obvious, you know, barracudas or like a honey. What badger. about hyenas? I about to say hyenas. No, or like a honey badger. Yeah, like you don't want, you wouldn't want to say lion. You would say hy- hyenas or like I said, a honey badger. All right. So insert honey badger instead of sharks. Okay. Don't. Nope. What? But they're not in the water. They, are they? Or or are they? That's the whole thing. That's that's the, <laughs> the honey badger. You never know where they're gonna be. Yeah. All right. Again, the last angle of this reversal is talking about the time and the place to manufacture that burst of anger. And then, so, you need to notice that word. The OG, he was very clear. He, the word manufacture, okay? You want to manufacture a burst of anger. And so, you want to time this well, and you want to make sure that you're in control on who you unleash it on. So, you're acting like you're mad. You're not really you're not really mad. And you don't want to do this often because it starts losing value if you do it all the time. So as a parent. That's, yeah. Go ahead. As a, as a parent, when you yell at your kids every single day, they become immune to you yelling. Yep. So they start tuning you out and they don't feel your, they don't fear your anger tactics and screaming and all that. All those antics, they don't fear it anymore. Same thing as much, like whoopings too. Like you whoop your kid every day, they start getting Yes, yeah, you whoop them all the time. That's true. It's much more effective if you're usually calm and you pull out the crazy mommy or the crazy daddy card in emergencies. Then they're like, oh, I don't know where this, I don't know what he about to do. I don't know where this is coming from. He usually not like this. Right. And like I said, I mentioned uh, Brian earlier, um, who was on the podcast. Like when we were kids, when we needed like some big yards when we was playing football in the backyard, we would, you know, activate, you know, pissing off Brian so he can, you know, go and run everybody over. (laughs) And but like you said, it, it loses some of its power if you do it too much. You only can whip that out and activate that 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 tactic in emergency situations right you want to be unpredictable with it because when, if you use it all the time this is this is when you're activating someone else's anger in order to get what you want or even when you are manufacturing your own anger to get what you want if you do it all the time man people are going to be on to you plus so. like and brian was a big kid you know so he only had like one good run in him anyway you know you couldn't call it up you know back to back Right. You let him charge for the entire game. And when y'all down by that one touchdown, <laughs> right. you activate, you activate Brian. Right. You tell Brian, yo mama. Yeah. Exactly. He's like, what? Who you talking to? And then he run for like 95 yards. He's like, Didi dumped you because your breath stink or whatever, you know? Right. Right. All right. All right. And uh, that's pretty much it, man. All right. So this has been another episode of the Corporate Streets Powercast. And as always, we encourage you to get your very own copy of Sir Robert Greene's The 48 Laws of Power. You can get the audiobook like we're listening to or the regular old fashioned paperback book from like Barnes and Nobles or wherever you get your books from. Yep. And you have to make sure to support Sir Robert Greene. <laughs> because you know he's always up to something always trying to ball out and show us how much money he has so this week I've heard that he had Basquiat hand paint him the same exact painting 100 times 
but then he destroyed 99 of them just to say that he had the only one. Oh, wow. Super petty. He probably picked the best one out of the bunch, too. Yeah, he just, like, just destroyed the rest. Wow, so, and so you know, Robert that's very Green had costly. money for... <laughs> that is. And Robert Green must have had money for a long time because Basquiat died a little a little while ago, and he, he made that happen, man. Yeah. Shout out to OG Robert Green. Yeah. You need to support him, man. He's he he's like like to call up guy, like to call up somebody from the dead. It, it, it's <laughs> like, come on. That that's technology we don't even know about yet. So Right. And he's got the money to do it. All right. So you need to support that man and make sure you get his his product. Or right? you could have just let my joke live. I mean, like why'd you have to <laughs> Like I, didn't it's we just do good, a law about though. this? Like I feel, I feel like I feel like you shouldn't have did that. I was just trying to help you out, bro. I wasn't trying to call you. I was trying to help you out. Hmm. Law so thirty five. Somebody else Ma- would have tried. Law thirty five. Master the art of timing. Yeah, man. Somebody else would have called you out, and I just slid in there and just saved your life, man. We would have got like a hundred emails about that inaccuracy, but we saved it and we made it good. And then you just your timing was bad because you just showed everybody behind the curtain. Just do it was your, all on purpose. Just just do your part, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. And just because you support the OG Robert Green and buy his book doesn't mean you don't need us anymore. Just like listening to our PowerCast doesn't mean you don't need the OG anymore. We compliment the OG Robert Green. Robert Green is like the MVP Russell Westbrook in the regular season, averaging Double-digit points, double-digit rebounds, double-digit assists. I mean, he's getting that mean triple-double for 82 games, all right? But we're like the Gatorade, you know what I'm saying? We keep that body going in the overtime. We compliment that. We compliment that, man. No, I thought you was about to say we were like Cephalosha or somebody. <laughs> no, nah, man, we, we, we help him have that power to go into overtime. We the Gatorade. <laughs> or I kind of think he's more like that 84 Monte Carlo with the three 26 inch Giovanna rims. Yes, three. Okay. Because okay. we are like that Stilly, that that <laughs> that spare starts that spare tire. Okay. So of course we're not blinging like those 26s. But that car can get around without that spare. <laughs> we help him make to his, We help him make it to his destination. Can't go nowhere without us. Nah, man, we right there. <laughs> All right, so um, you can reach out to us um, at the corporate streets at gmail dot com. That's corporate streets with a Z at gmail dot com. Um, we're also on Facebook and the Twitters. And next week. We have law number 40, which is despise the free lunch. And Yo, I loved the free lunch as a kid, man. Yeah, and I kind of kind of got a little preview of this law and I got some beef with it. So I'm, I'm anxious to do this one. All right, cool. Because when you get the pizza with the extra cheese, you put the ketchup on top. Oh, my that goodness. Was on, that was off the chain. Dog, I didn't I didn't learn about the ketchup thing until like. It might have been high school. What? Yo, I've been putting the ketchup on top of that school pizza since like fifth grade or something, bro. Hey, that was whew. the ketchup was a lick. That's that took it to a whole nother level. 
It did. And you know what I used to do? I used to fold it in half yep. and eat it. So I got cheese with every bite. Yeah. But the cheese would always slide down and you have yeah, extra cheese yeah, left yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because it's oh, kind of like spilling man. out or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. I bet if we tasted that right now, it'd be disgusting. <laughs> Yo, I looked for it. I was looking for the maker of it, and I think I kind of found it in some Walmart. It's not in all the Walmarts, but I did find like the maker of the frozen pizza. So, or the school uh, rectangle pizza. School pizza. Yeah, man, it's probably disgusting. It was good know. then, but we probably ain't doing it now. <laughs> all right, shout out to the listeners. We appreciate you. Thank you. I'm all out. Right. All right, guys. So this has been another episode of Corporate Streets Podcast. This is the podcast for people who say, I would like to watch you for a day. You are interesting. Nothing. Was that Hannibal Lecter? <laughs> no, that was Joe Button on the Tax Season podcast. Oh, why are you saying such a deep, dark voice? That's how Joe Button sounds. You have to go Man. watch the. You gotta watch the the interview when he said that tax season or tax stone lost it. <laughs> Joe Budden was okay. calm and collected the whole time, barely raised his voice at all, and tax completely lost it after he said that. Did tax look ridiculous? He did. <laughs> he did. Joe Budden reads the book, bro. Yeah, you know all, all about Law Thirty Nine. Absolutely. All right, peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Streets, 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 the Corporate Streets.